Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun and happy Valentine's Day. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so glad to be with you today. We've got a great show in store for you. It's February, which means it's Couples Month here at That Sounds Fun podcast. And that just means we have pairs of guests instead of individuals for the whole month. But before we get into this awesome conversation, if you haven't gotten your copy of my new book, that's also called That Sounds Fun, you can purchase it at your local bookstore, on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, and Target, or wherever you love to buy books. And if you've already read it or listened to it, I'd love for you to write a review and share about it on social media. Just like when you rate and review the podcast, that helps us introduce the books to more friends. And we are definitely the more the merrier crowd around here, aren't we? I also want to take a moment and share with you about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. You know this about me. In fact, I write about some of my counseling experiences at OnSite, and that sounds fun, the book. But counseling is something that's been incredibly helpful to me, and I think really important for us all to prioritize our mental and emotional health. If there are things going on that are causing you to feel out of control or that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can then connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. I love that you can send your therapist a message anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses and you can start communicating within 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and skip those awkward waiting room moments. (laughs) BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. I think that's really important. And and you can also check out testimonials posted daily on their site to help you get a feel if you are curious but feeling a little nervous about it. BetterHelp offers services for clients worldwide, and they have therapists that specialize in a wide variety of disciplines, which means that the right help is available for what you're going through. There are licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression or stress, self-esteem, anxiety, family conflicts, grief, and more. BetterHelp offers convenient, professional, affordable counseling, and what you share is confidential. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I really want you to start living a healthier life today. And as one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people and a lot of that sounds fun listeners who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show are my friends, Nathan and Christy Knuckles. Christy was on our 2016 Christmas party episode four and her book, The Life You Long For comes out tomorrow on the 16th. And we are celebrating tonight at Lost Valley Ranch. I wanted to have Nathan and Christy on because of her new book, but also because I love talking to couples who've been together a long time. I think you're going to love hearing some of the seasoned wisdom from Nathan and Christy Knuckles. Knuckles, welcome to the podcast. Hey. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> how much do y'all do things like this together? Oh, goodness. Literally never. Like really? once, twice a I year, I mean, there maybe? was a time back in the day when we did all this together, but 
Yeah. Like, oh, sure. I guess Watermark Days. You were yes, always both. We were always on the radio together or whatever, but it's been a minute. We had this whole, you remember, I don't know if we ever actually said this out loud. We had a secret language during our radio interviews where there were certain questions they would ask, it was uh-huh. usually the same questions. And then Christy would always answer one. I would answer the other kind of questions. And I'd always like, you know, point to her. She's going to take it. <laughs> or, and then we had this like, oh, we always had to do the radio tags. Yeah. And then you'd always say one part. I'd yeah, say yeah. the second oh, part. Yeah. We had you a know, whole thing. Super cheese. But yeah, we had a whole th- a shtick. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, 104.7 The Fish. This is right. Nathan and, and Christy. Christy. <laughs> and we had the, at the same time. Oh, Watermark. Yeah. <laughs> what year did Watermark start? Oh, goodness. Okay. So we signed our first record deal in 98. 98. Were y'all already married? Yes. Yeah, we got married in 95. Mm-hmm. How did y'all meet? I don't think I know this in real life. Do I? I don't know. So we met. We actually had mutual friends. So Oklahoma Baptist University, we're both from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. both attended Oklahoma Baptist, but like at different times, but we had mutual friends. One of those mutual friends was Charlie Hall, mm-hmm. who's a worship leader. And I met Charlie actually like the summer before, I think my junior or senior year in high school. So I've known uh-huh. Charlie forever. And then they've been friends. I dated some of his friends. Like it was just like almost like You just like kind of went through Charlie's seven, friends? Yeah. No, his friends. Nathan, <laughs> oh, my Nathan. friends. Yeah, like my it was friends. like seven degrees of separation <laughs> of Nathan Knuckles. But then we were out in Telluride, Colorado for this thing called, they used to have it, it was called the Artist Seminar, like Christian Artist Seminar in the Rockies. And I remember it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, so it was like this thing. You'd go out there and you could like enter your songs in a songwriting competition or you could uh, – I did the singing competition. I was yeah. 19. Yeah. I was 19 years old. And I saw Nathan and Charlie out there and – Had you met him yet? I had just – we were just acquaintances. We mm-hmm. had mutual friends. But I knew Charlie. So I saw them. And then we hung out that whole week. And after that week, it was just kind of on. Yeah. So we never that, really like were friends. We yeah, just, we were never friends. We, we just started were like, We just started dating. <laughs> what do you remember about meeting her? Um, my friends would always give me a hard time that I was so picky. Uh huh. So through college, my friends would be like, "Okay, that, now she's hot, right? You think she's hot?" I'd be like, <laughs> "I mean, you know, sure, she's pretty. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't date her, but." Dude, are you serious? <laughs> what is wrong with you? And so, and I, it's not that I had a uh, checklist in my head of who my wife was going to be. I probably, maybe I kind of did. But when I, when I <laughs> met Christy, it was kind of like she sort of said without saying, yeah, I don't do checklists. And, you know, ah. she just kind of, yeah, put the my little list aside. And, yeah, I was just kind of taken back. And I'm very, very, very introverted. So an immediate sign for me was like within that week that we spent together in Colorado with that seminar, we immediately started having conversations and talking and having – and we immediately connected on that level. So that was a huge thing. We went on lots of walks. Lots of long walks in the Rockies. And then my parents – Charlie was like, you guys. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Seriously, yeah, no. (laughs) My parents were staying off of the campus and every night I was like, okay, can you pick me up at like 9.30? And then the next night it was like, hey, dad, can you pick me up at 10? And then the next night I was like, can you pick me up at 10.30? (laughs) My parents were like, oh, here we go. (laughs) I haven't experienced you being very introverted. Is that because I'm always with you with your family? Yeah, I I think, and we've talked about this, I always try to avoid saying the word – Enneagram, okay. because it's just it's <laughs> we will used. We do that here. It's too. used so much. I agree. But big all caps. The five 
Mm-hmm. which I guess is the investigator. Is what yeah. you identify as. Yes. I mean, I'm just like, I can't deny it. It's like, I'm so down the middle of five. Okay. And the, what is it? The uh, It's just a very strange thing because his, in strengths, five go to a challenger. Oh yeah, go to a, what, a, a challenger. A, an it's eight. an eight. Yes, and then like right. um, in stress, he goes to a seven. Oh, that's party. <laughs> which is really, right. it's really cool. It's complicated. So in st- yeah. so if I'm in the I produce records yep. just for people who don't know. So I'm in situations where I've got, you know, eight people, ten people, uh, that and I'm the center of the storm and I have mm-hmm. to be the one with the answers. Mm-hmm. And I just literally just light up. I'm just like a bonfire. <laughs> yes. Just okay, let's do this, let's do this. And I'm jumping around the studio and keeping the energy up. And then when I come home, I just crash hard for three mm. days, four days. I'm just like silent. Well, it's Don't funny for our kids to see Nathan in that role. They're always just like, what is wrong with dad? <laughs> he's like animated and he's like yeah. the, the most talkative one Keeps in the room. Keeps it exciting. Yeah. But yeah, he's very introverted. Christy, do you have an Enneagram number which you identify with? Yeah, so – I'm a four with a five wing, and oh, okay. he apparently, we think, is a five with a four. So um, somewhere along the way, someone said, yeah, that's like if you're in that relationship, it's called the dark hole of the Enneagram. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> but we live there. But we live there. I we're the dark little house there. there. I don't know if I agree with that, but. What's y'all's hot take on there's one person for you on the planet? Is that true? Was that your experience? Is there only one person? For, does God have a person for you? I mean. Yeah, it's hard for us to say because everybody is different. Everybody's experience and life, you know, experience is different. Mm -hmm. For me, if you're asking me personally, yeah, yeah, I just can't even fathom there being someone else that would like roll with me. Yeah. And how I am. And now for 25, going on 26 years, it's like, gosh, the farther down in life we get, I'm just like, I can't even fathom. Like starting over and there's yeah. someone else, you know, that has yeah. to learn me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree, of course, you know, not to get too deep, you better but I have friends. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have friends who are, are widows, but it's so that's a whole thing where it's sure. like you have to think about seasons of life, but it's just sure. like I mean, I think for We've been married. It's we celebrated 25 years this while past. we were together. That's right at the ranch. Oh, that's right. This, Where we are today when people yeah. are hearing this. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, so it's just like yeah for for what how how we've lived the season of life together for 25 years. I can't fathom, you know, that yeah. there was someone else for me. And it's really cool how even as you grow and you get more and more confident. I think just in who you are as as people. You you really do evolve and you change. Yeah. So it's there's it's so in depth as far as like, you know, journeying with one person. It's it's multi layered. Yeah. There's a lot of we're having couples all month, and we have engaged couples. We have mm-hmm. younger marrieds, but y'all are one of our like more long marriages uh-huh. represented this month. So. So talk to our friends. I, I would imagine, based on what I literally know from stats of who's listening to this, there are a lot of people who've been married 7, 10, 12, 15 years. They have elementary. They have little kids. Yeah. And that's when it can get rocky. I mean, it can yeah. get rocky at any point. But were there seasons when it was harder than it feels today? Yeah. I mean, I think even just how I was just saying, you know, like when you, it's almost like when you do get more comfortable in your own skin of understanding yourself better. Yeah. I think that you get more confident in that. And then you do, you change. And it's like, I think you have to change together. I think honestly, some of 
our hardest years. So we we just moved back to this area in Tennessee five years ago. I love how you say just every time you say it, and you've been here five years. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> we it's just true. moved back. It, but it's like time's like, whew, goes yes, like that yes. so fast. But like, it, I think the, the last five years even, and, and a lot of that was because we were sort of um, – you know, leaving a, a seven-year, uh, you know, just place in Atlanta where we were at, like helping start a church, and we were doing different things. But when we came back here, it was like, you know, we kind of started our own record label. We've done yeah. a lot of like kind of breakthrough things. I started a podcast, all that stuff. You wrote but a also, book. yeah, I wrote a book, yeah. and I think just we're growing as people, just even like spiritually, professionally, and and I I think sometimes in that growth it can cause like more friction. Mm. And so I think um, you're right that sometimes, you know, in your 30s and 40s, like, or when you've been married, you know, no matter how old you are, I think like you're saying sort of that, you know, you've kind of been in this, you're journeying together. I think that it's just, it's so much about growing together Mm. and like figuring out, you know, growing individually, but also like, you know, sort of growing together also Mm. as a, as a unit and that we've experienced waves of that. I always say that marriage is like, um, it's almost like a season of walking through doors, like these, like sort of doors opening. And I think that um, beyond that door, sometimes it's really tough getting through that door. And sometimes you think, are we going to make it through this next set of doors, you know, but it's like just beyond that. It's almost like how they talk about there can be seasons of consolation mm-hmm. beyond seasons of tension. Mm-hmm. We've really experienced that. It's like when you fight to make it through those those doors together, often you'll then experience sort of this like a season of consolation where there's like a, a season of growth and, mm-hmm. and love and a, a deepening of your affection for each other just beyond that you know, mm-hmm. friction in that hard, mm-hmm. that hard time. Yeah, there have to be people, Nathan, who are in the middle of a really hard time. Mm-hmm. How have y'all made it? I think everyone gets married hoping they get to 25 years, hoping mm-hmm. they get to 50 years, hoping they get to 70 years, right? Mathematically, me getting to 70 years is going to be pushing <laughs> it, but I'm sure hopeful. Yeah. But what's the, what is it? How have you done it? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of our lives together has been a under the magnifying glass, maybe even more since we work together. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't, for the most part, I don't wake up and leave and go to the office and come back home at six and mm-hmm. Christy has dinner and our lives just look really different. And that's always how it's, that's all we've ever that's known. That's all you know, yeah. And we travel together, we work together. I work at home, Christy works at home. Mm-hmm. So we've been around each other a ton. I would say, I, I would say, I spent, I think we all do this. We, we tend to project sure. on the people. We assume the person we're talking to or relating to thinks how we think mm-hmm. and sees things how we see them. Right. And I think that's exaggerated in your marriage. You just mm-hmm. assume the things that bother you, bother the other person or the things you need or the things the other person needs. And a lot of times it's quite the opposite. I always think it's, fun to listen to uh, to couples that are engaged and they'll say, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. Mm-hmm. We both love, uh, you know, thrillers and we <laughs> love Italian food and, you know, we're just, we're going to have the best marriage. It's going to be so fun. But what's funny is I think 25 years down the road, I'm like, oh my gosh, we are really different, like mm-hmm. very different. And a lot of 
a lot of we have a ton of common. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, opposites in our mm-hmm. in our lives, and that's just such a great thing. It's such a major positive thing. And I was I think I spent a lot of years thinking like, oh, that's a that's not a good thing. We need mm-hmm. to be on the same page mm-hmm. at all times wow. on every subject with everything. But to understand, and sometimes I'll even think in my head like, wait, I married Christy Hill. It's her maiden name. Yeah. Like that trips me out to think, oh, I married that girl. And yeah. she's she's a hundred percent her own person. Mm-hmm. And she's got God speaks to her. A certain way, and and births births things in her like this book and songs and lyrics. Then uh, God speaks to me, mm. and music and melodies come up in my heart, and it looks very very different. But I think the more I got comfortable with that, the idea of that, mm-hmm. the change Christy was talking about, those changes and walking through the doors felt a little less bumpy. Yeah. And I think I've used this analogy some. Our marriage is a bit like a roller coaster, whereas you, which is not a bad thing, you we, but we're holding on to each other, and we're gonna go on these. You know, you got the clicking, clacking, going up the hill. Yeah, and the worst get, part. That's the worst, worst part. part. <laughs> you get to the top. There's that stillness, and then you have, and then mm-hmm. you plunge down to the bottom. Super scary, super thrilling. Yeah. You know, so high risk, high reward. I don't know. It's yeah. Like yeah, who do you want to be holding on to? You know, on because it's going to be a ride either way. Yeah. And yeah, it's a good, it's a good analogy. He's the king of analogies. I think that's your book. Your book is going to be the king of analogies. <laughs> the king, king of, of analogies. analogies. <laughs> Dude, my kids are like, Dad. Okay, it's literally one after the other. It's Imagine hilarious. you're a butterfly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time too. Maybe it's just writers. I don't know. I do it too. Hey friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Thrive Market. Y'all, you know I love being a member of Thrive Market. It's an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. So here's the thing you need to know about your friend Annie. I eat every day. Yeah, multiple times even. And I love the healthy grab-and-go snacks like my favorite pepperoni crisps that I can get from Thrive while also having all my pantry staples and soup ingredients delivered. Hello, organic bone broth brought to my door. Don't mind if I do. Keeps me from wasting time and money with impulse buys on the way home from work. Ordering from Thrive simply makes my very busy life easier. And I know it will for you too. With Thrive, you don't just get affordable, healthy foods and beauty products. You get the chance to give back through their Thrive Gives one-for-one matching program. Every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. And I love that. Thrive has an amazing selection of high-quality, healthy foods, and they make it really easy to shop according to over, like, 70 eating plans. You know, keto, gluten-free, dairy-free. It's a one-stop shop for everything you need. Organic groceries, clean beauty, safe supplements, and non-toxic home goods. Join Thrive Market today to get 25% off your first order and an exclusive free gift. The only way to get this offer is by going to thrivemarket.com slash thatsoundsfun. Again, that's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun. Enjoy guaranteed savings and member-only prices. Thrive Market members save an average of $32 on every order, and I can personally attest to major savings. Thrive Market is good for you and the planet. Orders of over $49 or more are shipped for free and delivered with carbon-neutral shipping from their zero-waste warehouses. Thrive Market now has two new membership options, 
one month membership for $9.95 or 12 month membership for $5 a month, build at $59.95 and an exclusive new offer for my friends. Join today and you get that 25% off your first order and an exclusive free gift. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Christy and Nathan. Okay, so tell me what what do you know about God at 25 years with mm. three kids, a gazillion albums, mm. a new book, The Life You Long For? And what do you know about God now that you didn't know when you were engaged? Mm. Yeah, goodness. I think that probably when we were engaged um, and just even those first many years of, you know, traveling together, being on the road, um, the first few years of having kids, I think life, at least for me, and I could, I think this is probably collective for the, for the both of us, but like, I think it was so much more back then about what we thought we were supposed to be doing for God, Mm. like, um, Christianity and just our walk with God. It, It so much more entailed in, in my mind, like, you know, we're called to this. This is what we're supposed to be doing for him. We're, you know, writing these songs to, you know, to bring him glory. And all those things are true. There's a, those are great things. But I think, you know, the more we've had children, you know, just our kids are now 20, 18, and 13, which is just, yeah, crazy. We have a boy and two girls. Um, I think now we're realizing that, you know, it's really about how we're living from God mm. and abiding in Him yeah. and, and just walking with Him. And then I think just, you know, I think helping our children understand who they are, yeah. you know, in Christ and then like whose they are, that they belong to Him. And and I think because, you know, especially being raised in, in, in the church and we've, you know, served at every church we've been a part of all our days. And so our kids, you know, have been like, we've called them like, green room rats, you know, yeah. like there's <laughs> definitely it's like another version of pastor kid and yes. a version of a PK. Oh, yeah. totally. It is. I mean, I remember those days, um, you know, mm. being a part of Passion City Church in Atlanta and, you know, our kids just kicking back with a Coke in the green room on right. Sunday morning going like, I don't want to go to class. There was this know? one time you took the kids to uh, go see the Jonas Brothers. And oh, all, yes. I guess the two older ones and yes. they were super young. Yeah. I guess you went backstage to say hey to oh, them. One of my friends was playing violin for oh, the Right. You yeah, Christy. Yes. 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 You went back to say hey to uh, the brother's mom. You were kind of hanging around in the green room. Mm-hmm. You all of a sudden the kids disappeared, and Christy looks over. the The kids are like over uh, on the food, like just just help themselves to <laughs> catering. Get you some dinner. They, they, they were literally like were rocking a plate, plate. You know, just <laughs> with the Jonas Brothers. I was like, that's not yours. And the mom was so sweet. She was like, they can have whatever. But all that to say, our kids were very much raised, you know, kind of in the green room. And I think um, now it's sort of just I love that the last you know few years have been us going like going back to the center of just like who who are we, you know, in Christ, and what does it look like to really abide in Him? What does it look like to to do all these things that we ha- we are yeah, called to do, like yeah. write these songs, go on these tours? And I want our kids, you know, they're all. Artistic, all of them. We've got painters and singers and guitar players, dancer, you know, producer. It's like, what does it look like to do all of that from God rather yeah. than to like exhaust yourself, feeling like you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps yes. and do all these things for God? But yeah. it's like, what does it look like to live from Him and 
and really like, and then what is, what is church look like? And we're, we're experiencing that in these days of just right. kind of like, what is the church? What does it look like? And so it's been like really, really beautiful. I think after all these years to, to even just lead our kids, lead yeah. our family from that place. Of I think I texted you when this happened, but I saw Noah at Ladybird Taco, the yeah. coolest taco oh, place yeah. here, oh, yeah. and he was so cool. <laughs> I mean, he I didn't know I saw. I mean, he. I think like we saw each other and like nodded and waved, yeah. but I, he was with people, and I was like, no, yeah. no, you don't have to be friends with me, right? <laughs> Hi, this Noah. is a scenario. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is a scenario where you don't have to know we're friends. But I was just like, he's uh, just so cool. He's just so cool, just like strutting down the street with know. tacos, with tacos. He's such a cool guy. Nathan, when you think about being 25 years the leader of this family, so many Mm -hmm. of our my guy friends that are listening are working towards that of how to lead well and with maybe a different personality than an Enneagram Mm -hmm. 8 who's like, well, yeah, I'll lead, line up, you know. Or uh, what does it look like? What are some practices that are a part of your life as far as leading your family that Mm -hmm. would encourage some of our guy friends listening? Yeah. Married or single. Right. Well, as I said before, the the five on the Enneagram, it's uh, I tend to be really quiet a lot of the times. Um, Christy grew up with a dad that is uh, a pastor and just very eloquent and a studier and, a, and a, just a deep, deep well of theology. Yeah. And uh, he – so and he just kind of grew up with the kids in the congregation and he's – bringing the word. Yeah. And he's amazing at that. And then I think how Christie's dad led at home probably reflected that too. Like kids yeah. gather around my big leather chair that smells like, <laughs> you know, musk and I will musk. depart the word. Um, so all that to say, I my style was pretty different um, mm. and that I was just really quiet. And so... In my own time, I was, you know, praying for our kids, praying for my wife. and But we spent a lot of years where Christy probably was, I mean, maybe frustrated. It's not the right word. Maybe that's maybe that's the right word. Nathan, where are you? Like, what do you, are we, like, are you asking God where we're supposed to go? Or are we just kind of on this thing on, on our own? Or are we just kind of seeing where the wind blows? So I think it's been more of... A journey of myself to where I think we're all wired how we're wired, yeah. which is great. That's awesome. I also can't use that as an excuse to be like, well, you know what? I'm just not wired that way. I'm just mm-hmm. not outspoken. I'm just not the guy that's going to be like, children, gather <laughs> around. You know, I smoke my pipe. And, right. Rich mahogany. Yeah. <laughs> rich mahogany. I'm more having going into Noah's room and we're having these long conversations. Yeah. And we're talking about where he is with the Lord, what he's struggling with. Mm. Uh, we're praying together. Yeah, but they're just a million little quiet moments that we have that are in private. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some with the girls, but probably mostly with Noah since he's a boy and yeah. we had more to talk about, a lot yeah. more to talk about. Yeah. So it's been more, I have to come out of my little quiet, little introvert, and don't use that as an, as, as an excuse, excuse, but the kids need to hear me pray out loud. And Christy has really helped me with that. Christy needs to hear me and hear my heart on, this is where I really feel like God's talking to me. And this is where I feel like we're supposed to go. And these are the things that I'm having a tough time with. And yeah. um, so I think, uh, yeah, it, it's more just me coming out of my quiet 
quietness and uh, praying together more out loud Mm -hmm. together. And I think where Christy has a barometer, where I am spiritually, and that's helped our big family, where are we going conversations Mm -hmm. a ton more. And I've learned, you know, through the years to to recognize that those conversations he's talking about, you know, were happening. And it's like, oh, that's just as much leadership, if not more, sometimes having the actual conversation with your kid and like journeying with Noah the way he does. And it, you know, that was, I could see that as like major leadership. Whereas at first, you know, I probably, when we first got married, I, I, I fought him a bit like in those early years a lot because I think I was just trying to find my voice. But I think, you know, after all those years, it was realizing like, oh, he really is different than my dad. And that's not a bad thing. And, and just learning to just appreciate the way that he does lead. And now I'm so uh, grateful for those conversations and his relationship with all three of our kids. I mean, it's, it's just, it's very, it's different than it was, you know, how I was growing up, but it's, it's like, it's really, really dynamic and and amazing the way he leads. And he has like, you have come out of, of your shell, I feel like, in the last few years. Because it's often like, you know, I'll say, remember that people do want to hear what you have to say, you know. And often when I think you're, you know, introverted, because I'm introverted too, actually. And it's it's not, we don't wake up thinking like, I got to communicate this today to the world. And, um, <laughs> So we have to You're remind not thinking you. about your Insta stories when you wake up? That's <laughs> no. so weird. So different. So we have to remind each other, like, you have something to say, and, yeah. and our family needs to hear that. So, yeah. yeah. I think that, I mean, I think what a gift this conversation is for our friends who are married and who are single mm-hmm. to think, like, Christian culture has kind of told us what husband and wife are supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And especially when I think back to my experience in the 90s and the early 2000s of what mm-hmm. what what men were supposed to look like when they were leading. And I would imagine that has led to a lot of disappointment Mm -hmm. in women and frustration in men. That if, if you look in this, now that we have Enneagram language, if it feels like, tell me if I'll disagree. It feels like in like 2002, it was, these are the, all men need to look like these numbers and Mm -hmm. all women need to look like these numbers. Mm -hmm. And the rest of us just kind of went, I, I don't fit in there. Mm -hmm. And I can try really hard to be quiet and to be like small. And I'm just not. Yeah, and right. so I feel like y'all. Are, this is such a gift how y'all are communicating mm-hmm. this to us, and for our friends that are in marriages that are figuring this out. Yeah, yeah. that it doesn't sure. look like the house they grew up in. Yeah, I think that's yeah. beautiful. Nathan, mm-hmm. what did you think when Christy was like, "I'm going to write a book"? Um, well, we've gone through these creative journeys before mm-hmm. in making records together, sure. and then for a record that we do, it's usually Christy is the spark and the Hey, I want to do a, a lullaby record. Oh, that lullaby record! Oh, <laughs> and it's so good. I'm really proud of it. Thank you. You should yeah, be. I, I want am. you to say that for every day of your life. That is such. <laughs> okay, you can do that for all your records. We can go back and talk watermark. I can pull up all the ones I have. Oh my gosh! But man, that lullaby record is so special. Mm. Well, uh, for that re- record is an example of how I think we uh, go through this creative process. More or less together, Christy's the spark. I'm more the grind. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, how do we take that dream? And we, mm-hmm. what's it going to sound like? How are we going to? Yeah. And then we work through that stuff together. This was unique in that Christy had to be the spark, spark and she had to be the grind. Mm-hmm. She had to have the spark of this is what the record's – I mean, the, sorry, the record. The book is going to be. And then I had to watch her 
grind it out for mm. a year yeah. and a half, two yes. years. That's I don't such know. Such a long time. You've been working on it for yes. so long. Yeah. And it was so n- new and that just the process, yeah. there are simul- similarities of, of book writing and songwriting, mm. but not many. Yeah. And so it's it was really a different. lot of figuring stuff out. But. He really, you, he championed, you know, me in the very, very beginning. And and I think you even said, like, I feel like it is time. And it's almost like if you don't do this, like, I feel like you're not being obedient in a way. Yeah, like, it wow. really did get to that point where it was like I'd been talking about it for a lot of years. And he was like, I think you should do this. And yes. it was almost like I really needed him to say that. It was like I needed his permission in a way because I knew it was going to be this long journey. And then he held down the fort for a lot of yeah. days and nights when I was really like, I've got to buckle down and get this The done. kids and I have this ongoing <laughs> joke where, you know, you can just go to Trader Joe's and just get the most random oh. f- stuff you can put in the oven. Yes. Well, one night, it was during, it was probably a year ago. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> you no, know, no. I got these things called puff dogs. Oh. And they're just like, you know, it's basically like a full-size hot dog and a oh croissant, basically. Oh, so it's like uh, pigs in a blanket, but full-size? Yeah, but I, What yeah, a dream. But I didn't cook them right or something. Oh. They were nasty. Oh, man. I didn't know <laughs> this. So every once in a while, I'll look at the kids. I'll say, hey, you know, what's for dinner? I mean, I probably said it two weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, puff dogs. <laughs> they're like, oh. Hey. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious! You're just out there writing, and they're having to deal with raw puff dogs. <laughs> basically, basically it's what it was. That's amazing, <laughs> um, Chrissy. Why? Which came first, podcast or book? Uh, podcast. Okay. Did that lead to the life you long for? Because they're both such. Well, as your friend, they're both such Christy works. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just feel like you. Both mm-hmm. of them do. Thanks. Did the podcast kind of inform where you were going with the book? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Right. It's sort of like that because in some ways this book has truly been like 15 years in the making because yeah. where I start in it, you know, the actual, like I had this epiphany at my farm table. And it was with the Lord. It was yeah. in Psalm 37. I start out the book that way. That legitimately happened 15 years ago. And, and there's a lot of ways that I actually now am like, oh, I was supposed to actually live this for 15 uh, years over yeah, and over, Yeah, you know, because I feel like it's, it's it's like in when you get to live it for so long, it's like you're able to see like God's faithfulness and yeah. sort of that like even um, the full circle of mm. e- either like, you know, when he asks you to lay something down, you see him come back through and like mm. give back. And so in a lot of ways, this was already happening. But I think the podcast at first was like. I, even, I think I even said it to my audience, like, this is my book for the moment is is like just sort <laughs> yeah. of. So a lot of it, I actually, you know, if you went all the way back to the very beginning of the podcast, I would have sort of told you a lot of the story. Would um, you say the title of the podcast for people? The Glorious and the Mundane. The Glorious and the Yeah. This is, there's even a chapter called The Glorious and the Mundane. And so, yeah, the podcast was sort of me talking a lot of this out, I yeah. think. And then um, I have, you know, my agent, Curtis Yates, um, he and his wife, Karen, actually literally, no joke, pursued me. Um, every year I would see them at If Gathering. Yes. And she would come back up to me. Karen would be like, Christy, I really think that you need to write a book. Yes. And for five years, they like just walked with me and journeyed with me and were wow. patient with me. And they just like were like, anytime when you're ready, you yes. know. And so I'm so thankful for them. They were so pastoral in helping me really, you know, flesh this out and like actually write the book. And yes. so it's, it's, um, it feels surreal. 
it's it really is like I think because the Lord has had me even, you know, just living it up until, you know, a few minutes ago yes. <laughs> yes. of what it looks like to really trust Him and, sur- and surrender to Him. That's really where rest comes from. And mm-hmm. so um, I feel like it's something I'll be practicing for the rest of my days. I don't have it figured out, but yeah. it's something that I feel like that is so important, especially in the times that that we're living in and trust and surrender equal rest. And we didn't put that on the title because, you know, I think people are, they really want to know about rest more than they do about surrender. Surrender. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that marketing spot on. Yeah. (laughs) But it does equal that like in our lives when we, when we learn to, to trust him and surrender in that way. But yeah. I mean, the book title, the book cover for people, they're going to hop on today and order it and it comes out tomorrow. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, The cover feels like you. I mean, the whole thing, I hope you write a lot of books if you want to, (laughs) but if you don't, this one is so very Christy Knuckles. Thank you so much. With the way you live and the way we experience you outside of you, Mm. it just is, it is so very you. Thank you. You know, it's funny is that originally um, this was maybe the the flowers on it actually were going to be, there was a version that were they were kind of like a peachy orange. It was really yeah, pretty. Yeah. And it was supposed to come out, you know, in June and then it got moved to November. Of 2020? Yes. Yeah. And then... And then it was February. And I just feel like even it just yeah, looks February. It does look February. You know, and, and it, there's a lot about winter, and I'm mainly talking about a winter of the soul, but yeah. a lot of like the back half of the book is is about the winters of the soul and yeah. how to bloom in winter. And so I just think it's even like February-ish. Yes. So. My amaryllis is blooming beautifully right is now. It? Oh, oh. It, the first ones came out today. Uh-huh. And I, I oh, always think of so you when amaryllis amazing. is blooming. Will you kind of talk about what that flower has meant to you? Yes. Well, during a very um, tough winter of my soul, my sister-in-law, Kristen, um, sent me this amazing letter, and it was a potted amaryllis bulb, and I had never had one before. This was many years ago, and it was just her encouraging me about what it could look like to, like an amaryllis, um, bloom in the middle, in the middle of that winter. Mm -hmm. And she talked about how, you know, there are the rare and beautiful treasures that choose to grow when conditions are the darkest and the hardest. Mm -hmm. And so she was comparing me in that season to this amaryllis. And I'll never forget that amaryllis blooming for the first time that, that Christmas season. And, and me even just comparing that to Jesus, like how he came in the winter of the world, as far as like, there was this silence, you know, God hadn't spoken in 400 years and, he came when conditions were the darkest. And so there was this whole um, analogy happening and this beautiful thing. And we ended up actually writing a song called Amaryllis. And I had, I made Kristen, actually my sister-in-law, a co-writer on it. Oh, wow. Because I use actual portions of her letter, which is in the book, but yeah. it's just absolutely gorgeous. But we ended up writing this song called Amaryllis, which is on our Christmas album. Yeah, it's on the album. Christmas album, yeah. Right? yeah. So that story has just, and it's been so sweet. All these women who have, you know, either Instagram or they'll like tag or they'll, you know, here's my amaryllis blooms. And so it's become this whole thing, which is like really precious. Uh, What a dream. I should pick a flower and be like, every time it blooms, tag me. What a beautiful (laughs) life. All right. (laughs) To just keep getting that over and over.
Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Pros. Pros is the world's most personalized hair care. They know that the options we find on shelves don't always deliver the results we want. And so they combine natural ingredients in innovative ways, giving you clean, customized hair care that really works. I can't get enough of how Pros has changed my hair. Just from using their personalized shampoo and conditioner, my hair is shinier, smoother, and more manageable. I love that they're formulated with clean ingredients and they smell incredible. I'm a sucker for products that work and smell great. Now, the way they know how to personalize your hair care products is from this quiz you take on their website. It's simple and pretty fun. I just told them some things about my life, like where I live and what kind of things I eat and what things I was looking to address with my hair. The customization experience goes beyond taking that initial quiz, though. They have a review and refine feature, which lets you tweak formulas for any reason, seasonal or lifestyle changes. So they're always looking to deliver even better results with each shipment. Pros has over 50 billion y'all b billion 50 billion formula combinations that is so many so they're able to determine a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns every bottle is made to order so you're guaranteed fresh and effective hair care take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15 percent off your first order today go to pros.com slash that sounds fun that's p-r-o-s-e.com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, and you can join that club. And now back to finish our conversation with Christy and Nathan. Nathan, it does make me think when I when we're talking about having couples on this month, there are a lot of people in their marriage or are not married yet, and they feel very wintry about what's going on mm-hmm. in the world, in their own lives. What... Uh, where would you send them? What would you say to them, the people who are maybe men and women who are in a place in marriage that feels really wintry or are wanting to be married and aren't yet, and that feels wintry? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the hope there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's – I've heard Christy talk about this sometimes, but um, how sometimes we'll place our hope in our spouse mm-hmm. or we'll place our hope in our job or we'll find our identity in, in who – perception, who people think we are, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm the serious person that has interesting things to say, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, and that's my identity, and that's my hope, and I'm just going to keep that up. Soon we find that that's pretty empty. Yeah. And to Christy's point that I've heard her say, placing your hope in your spouse, it's just I, I'm the king of letting Christy down. It's just <laughs> I will always let her down. My Love, however unconditional I want it to be, has conditions, and I'm just human. And mm. through Christ, you know, it's is my everything. So my nature, when I and I do being an introvert and being a five or whatever, I do spend some time being very thoughtful and quiet and uh, not not depressed, but uh, just like wow. What am, what am I doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What's my name again? What? Right. I think in those times, it has to be, it sounds super spiritual for me to say, I just, you know, go to the word and just mm-hmm. dig in. And But I think it's those times to where I don't know for me, I don't think God wants me to like, I don't have to be specific with God. Yeah. Like, God, here are the three things, and if and if I don't put those three things in my prayer, he's not going to meet me where I'm at. Mm. It's more just like, um, God, I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know where I am. 
I don't know. And probably we, we can all relate to this, what the world we're living in. I just don't know where the truth is. Yeah. I don't know what, now is that North or is that North? Right. I don't know. Right. So my nature is, okay, God, how God's wired me, get it to the basement. I always bring things way down to the basement. Yeah. Not, do I, am I going to support that guy or that guy? Or do I believe that person or do, do I agree with that person? Or is my wife mad at me because of this? Or did I say the right thing to my kid here? Or they can make the right, get it to the basement. Okay. God, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I literally don't know what I'm doing. Holy Spirit, you you said you'll be, you said you'll be my counselor. Your yeah. Bible says that. Yeah. So, I'm just going to hold you to your word. And I'm not making this up and telling God what to say. He said it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to rest in that. Mm -hmm. And I bring this up a lot in our prayers together. Um, I'm going to lean on your understanding and um, not mine. Mm -hmm. And it's I think it's a big guy thing to try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I'm the king of that too. So just to push all that on God. And he wants it. Mm -hmm. And he, he, wants to, he wants to take on... Uh, my stress, and he wants to take on my expectations. My expectations of what uh, the husband I think I should be, the dad I think I should be. Mm -hmm. But God gets it, and He totally wants to answer the prayers in me that I don't even know what to pray, and I don't mm -hmm. know the right words to pray. And He's not, and God's not going to. This is another trippy thing for me to think about. He's not going. He, he's not going to only answer the prayers that I pray. He's got me, mm -hmm. like all of me, hundred percent me. And uh, he's going to take all of it and he's going to, I'm not left high and dry. I'm not by myself. His yeah. Holy Spirit will guide me and I have to continually remind myself of that. Yeah. One of the things I write about in that sounds fun is the joys of being an amateur mm -hmm. and that actually none of us have done today before. Yeah. And, they, and it is today is as brand new for me as it is for you, as it is for you, Christy. Mm -hmm. And and so there's just something about taking – I'm going to put that in my journal. Take it to the basement mm -hmm. <laughs> and get, just go back to, God, I've just never done today before. Mm -hmm. And I have wisdom because I'm not four. I'm 40. Yeah. So I have wisdom I can bring to today, but I've never done today. Yeah. And so just letting letting there be some peace in that. That is mm -hmm. so good, Nathan. Mm -hmm. Christy, you're an amateur at writing books. Mm -hmm. what, is, what does that feel like to know that it's out in the world tomorrow <laughs> that – Everyone's going to hold this. I mean, it is so good. It's so good. What does that mm. feel like to know that your little thing you've labored over for years is mm. now in hands? Yeah. Well, it just, um, it feels, I think, timely, um, even though there were these uh, delays in it, you know, these stops and starts, it has honest, honestly felt like forever, you know, for yes. it to actually uh, come into fruition, but, um, that'll preach all by itself. Yeah. Right? It's just like, I'm, I'm just trusting. It's like, okay, God, you knew, you know, the time even that this would land in, in the world we're living, but also just, um, in my own life and yeah. just this part of, uh, the season of my life and this landing when it, when it did. And, you know, it could have, landed six years ago, but I don't, I, it, it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been ready. You yeah. know, I wouldn't have had those last bits of whatever's in there, you know, and even just those last chapters of, you know, we got to go to Israel right before everything, like at the end of 19. Mm -hmm. um, and that- Like at Christmas time? Well, it was November. November. Yeah. <gasps> right before Thanksgiving, yeah. And That's even just, awesome. Even just the last bits of that, I think just 
being able to go over there, that felt like a pilgrimage all in its own. Had y'all been before? Mm-mm. We hadn't. First time. And the kids went too, right? No, if I remember just right. No, just y'all. We went with a bunch of couples, and um, it was like once in a lifetime as far as like just who we were with. and But even just the last bits of that trip or at, at the very yeah. end and and how that changed my perspective on even all of 2020 yeah. of, of getting – to go to Israel, and I think the biggest thing we took away—I didn't even mean to—that was like a bunny trail just now to talk yeah. about Israel, but just it's great. Like I think I took away from that how how small it was. Have you been? Yes. I think that was my biggest takeaway yeah. was how how small it was, and I think it encouraged me so much of just like especially just the world we're living in now. I know we keep you know referring to that, but just I think sometimes I realized over there like we can. Americanize the things that Jesus said, his commands and what he's asked us to do, you know, love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. And when I was over there, it was just like, oh, I think our small and even what we're experiencing now, um, you know, just things being stripped away, things not looking like we thought they did. And even just churches become probably in some living rooms at this, at this point. But I think like our small and things being stripped back was like, gloriously familiar to Jesus and that just even those last bits of everything the timing of it has been like neat just where it was everything that needed to go in there in the book was put in there up to the point that you know God had it and it's just it feels surreal it's sweet and also just like it feels like what's next at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so we're already sort of dreaming, you know, like is is it music? Like what's what's next? I think my songwriter uh, brain has been put aside for uh-huh. a while to get this out cuz it's uh-huh. just using a different part of my brain. That was right. a whole other thing is yes. that I don't know how you've done this multiple times like putting <laughs> out Cuz I don't know how to write songs. That's how. <laughs> Woo, it's like so the, yeah, the songwriter in me is excited maybe just for What's next? But yeah, yeah it's, I don't really know what to say yet. It just feels um, surreal. I keep saying that, but it's precious. Well, what everyone listening knows is that tonight at the ranch, I'm going to make us celebrate you because Aww. the day before the book comes out is yeah. the day that you go, I did it. Yeah. I was obedient. Mm. I did the work. It, it, it mm. does matter that people buy it because this is a really good book, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter how much. Mm-hmm. You you tonight we celebrate because you were you. obedient Thank and you. and the all the work you could do you did mm-hmm. and so before anybody touches it tomorrow we celebrate tonight. Thank you. So, what was your favorite part of Israel, Nathan? Oh, I would. Hmm, there was so much. We went to this place called what was it in Nazareth? What yeah, was the actual place like, called? Gosh. Well, basically, a, in in Nazareth, it's like they, Nazareth Village. It's like Nazareth Village recreated to. Have you been there? Uh, no, I haven't been. I mean, I've, I went into Nazareth, but I don't remember Nazareth Village by name. They just basically recreated the, a certain vibe. They they uh, they did. There was an olive press in there that like mm-hmm. college students came in and literally made this olive press by hand, how they would have done it, you uh, know, thousands yeah. of years ago. These houses, this this they had a tabernacle in there that yeah. was made by hand. Moved these stones around. These college students volunteered and came in and did it. I remember sitting in this tabernacle that was – it's so cheese for me, but no. it was a recreation. Totally. I yeah. mean, I sat in other temples that were like thousands of years old. But um, but the recreation really got me. <laughs> no, but there was uh, – uh, 
a, a man that came. Mm-hmm. He might have been a real life. He, he's like a rabbi, I think. Like he, he yeah. and he's saying like he's. I sang, couldn't wait to hear what the a real life. I was like, yeah, what? what? Well, I was trying to figure out what the right <laughs> word was. Uh, yeah, rabbi, rabbi, uh, and he sang and uh, spoke and read scripture in Hebrew. Yeah, in Hebrew, and we were all sitting in there on these big stones. Yeah. and I think the reality kind of uh, just pressed on me for the first time yeah. of, oh, mm-hmm. this is this is real. This is not, this doesn't go all the way back to like us singing uh, a Chris Tomlin song yeah. you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. This goes back like thousands of years. Yeah. And this Isaiah and all these prophets, the Old Testament prophets, yeah. it's like this stuff is real. Mm-hmm. And then it really happened. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, that realization settled on me for two weeks. Yeah, so. and where that is actually built is they think that that was actually the village where Jesus would have spent time because they uncovered an original vineyard, which would have been the only one in Nazareth, yeah. the original olive press. Mm-hmm. So as uh, you know, archaeologists, when they uncover that stuff, they're like, oh, this was the village. Yes. So they're like, could this have been oh where, gosh. like the strip of land where Jesus mm-hmm. would have, and it's the only farmland left that hadn't been built on. So they only had to dig... They said like 12 inches to get to first century pottery oh my in that area. So where that is built, that was the big thing, was yeah. just that that synagogue or wherever we were was like, this could have been really where yes. the olive press was that Mary would have gone to. I mean, it's just, it's That's incredible. That's the thing about Israel to me is everywhere you go, they're like, yeah, Jesus. I mean, there's certain places right. like when they find uh, the... Uh, temp, the synagogue at Magdala, where they're yes. like, we yes. like know he taught here, and That's you, right. you, you, it just it messed me up <laughs> for know. a long time. <laughs> yes, I know. Being in all these places, you're, they're like, Jesus was really here. He was I feel here. like people wait to go to Israel once they retire. Mm. A lot of times, and I'm like, oh, go no. now, yes. go now. If yes. you can go, it, it is it has changed my my faith, my Bible reading, Absolutely. all of it forever. Yes, it's awesome. Forever. Is there anything we didn't say that I want to make sure we say? Mm. Mm-mm. We said so many things. You did. It's so helpful and beautiful. <laughs> okay. I just thought I'm going to okay. cry re-listening to this. Oh, okay. I, 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 it's beautiful. Well, the last question I always ask, because the show is called "That Sounds Fun." Tell me what y'all do for fun. Mm. Oh gosh, I'm in a boring stage right now. I'm in. <laughs> Let me uh, help. No, I, I watch. I watch football. I oh, mean, great. you know. Uh, yeah. What that's... we do for fun, though. I mean, we are a movie family, mm. so. That is like, and we've raised movie buffs. Okay. I mean, so during... Like real snobby kind of stuff? I mean, not... It's That's the good thing. It's just that we're kind of all all over. So like even during when the quarantine was at the most lockdown, we did all 21 Marvel. (gasps) Y'all did? We did. And so then even when we got to Endgame, because our kids, the ages... You know, we didn't follow as they were actually coming out yes. just because we had two girls and they were younger when all that stuff was coming out. But, you know, so at, at Endgame, I actually, like, went to Party City and we had a – it looked like a seven-year-old boy's Brilliant. birthday party. Yes. We did Endgame party. We had, like, stuff hanging from the ceiling. But our girls were 13 and 17. Right. Yeah. And they were, like, way in, I'm sure. All oh, yeah. I mean, was it just like a – were there so many emotions at the end of Endgame? Oh, I mean – our girls have videos of themselves sobbing. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, I'm telling you. And then we actually this, I guess, summer or when did we do? No, we just at Christmas did 
the last four big like Avengers, Avengers. Uh, Avenger movies, movies again. Yeah. Okay, I was about to be like, wait, is that outside of this? But no, you just went and you did them again. Revenge. Yes, but I mean, we've also done we at Christmas or maybe it was I can't remember. I'm losing all control of time. Like I, I think we all are, but yes. like we just did the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. trilogy, but we did the extended, extended versions <laughs> with our kids. Yeah. They're like four hours each. I was about to be like, there. That is like a half a day investment yes. if yeah. you go straight on. When yeah. y'all did just for our friends who might copy you, like myself, when you did the adventure movies, did you do one per night or was it like every other night? Or did oh, you... it was it was over the span of a few weeks. Okay, so you're yeah. just like, okay, here's the if next not, one. Here's the month. next one. If yeah, not a month. and we followed. You can go online. There's several uh, places where you can like Follow go chrono- chronologically. You can go chronologically. Yeah. I mean, we because are they done now? Is 21 done? Uh, Yes, I mean their end game was end game by nature. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that was sort of the end of that. Yeah, I mean there's kind of spinoffs, and we're already like on to this like Disney show called WandaVision. I cannot understand WandaVision. (laughs) Are y'all understanding it? You just have to let it wash over you. Just Just don't just let it be what it is. Just experience it. I watched eight minutes and I was like. Huh? I either need to get high yeah, or to participate in this or get smart. Those are the only two options. I've got to learn or get high and I don't get high. I just, so. I'm trying to just be, uh, yeah, I don't want it to, I don't want to, have, I like not having all the answers right away. Okay. And I like it being a slow burn, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Yeah. It makes it fun over the span of eight episodes or yeah. 10 episodes. But what did we just watch the other night with the girls, the war movie? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Oh, I mean, yeah. so like our girls have this like really wide, it's yeah. like a Do y'all have a movie palette? room? No, it's just you our know, just, living just room. TV. Yeah. It's just our living Snacks. room. Snacks. Um, Popcorn with truffle salt. Yeah, The kids hit that pretty hard. Let, you need to know that you're speaking gospel over us when you talk about <laughs> truffle salt. People oh, don't know. know. People totally. don't know the good news. Truffle no. salt is a game changer. Like a turkey yes. sandwich, I'd put truffle salt on pretty much anything savory. If yeah. you can find, there's this brand of popcorn. Our Kroger sells it, but it's called Uncle Willie's. And it's their organic white cheddar. Okay. It's not strong like like a, you know, non-organic. It's not non- like the container that you're going to get no. from Chicago. No. It's like mm-hmm. their their version that they even have a white cheddar that's not organic, but the organic white cheddar. Yes. And then you do some truffle salt on top of that. Okay. It is. Popcorn yeah. on the stove, popcorn Divine. in the oven. So Ellie's snobby. She does. She's our so eighteen-year-old. She yes. does popcorn on the stove. Okay. Uh, I do just those organic bags in the microwave. Um, and then, as far as sweets, we like. I mean, Ellie's our. She bakes. Oh my it's, gosh. But she's good. She'll do some nights where she bakes like full on, where it is like n- nothing healthy about it. But then, for the most part, she's also like. Let's bake something made with three ingredients. Oh, and yeah. It's like healthy and almond flour. And my gosh, y'all have raised three of the most enjoyable humans. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are so they are. They are so fun to be around for three totally different reasons. Aww. For lots of reasons, but yeah. they each are their own unique package. They really are. So, so fun to be around. Thank they you. really are. Um, you guys, thanks for doing this today. Thanks Christy, for having I us. can't wait. The life you long for. I can't wait for people to get this tomorrow. Thank you so much. guys aren't they the best i know i just love them i mean if we didn't all love christy and nathan as watermark back in the day or christy's music gosh don't you love them as a couple be sure that you're following christy and nathan so you can tell them thank you for being on the show today and don't forget to grab a copy of christy's new book the life you long for it comes out tomorrow you guys let's get the book today last day of pre-orders you know how it goes then it comes out tomorrow 
If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs TSF, like that sounds fun, on YouTube. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Have a great week. And we'll see you back here on Thursday with another amazing couple. Y'all, get ready. Tim and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. We'll see y'all on Thursday.